Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I'm here with Congresswoman Judy Chu, a Democratic congresswoman from California. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad uh, to be speaking with you. I, you know, I, I just wrote about this recently, and I have been talking about the Secure Act a lot, uh, and that's what this conversation is about. And, and you know, w- there was the Secure Act version 1.0 that addressed retirement savings plans and provided a lot of assistance for individuals and employers that passed back in December of 2019. And then because of COVID, it kind of kind of got lost of the shuffle, you know, and not a lot of business owners really realize the benefits of it. But the good news is, is that con- that hasn't stopped Congress. That hasn't stopped you as a sponsor of the next version of this bill, like a 2.0 version in the House, which passed, uh, I'm like looking at my notes here, by like a 414 to 5 vote. Uh, so if anybody thinks that that bipartisanship is dead in Washington, uh, there's a lot of challenges, but it's certainly certainly not dead when you look at an act like this. Clearly has a lot of bipartisan support. So let's start at the beginning. Um, Tell us a little bit why, Congressman, you 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 were behind this act in the bill. Give us uh, your thoughts on it. Well, we are at a near crisis uh, as far as Americans and their retirement. About 50 percent of American households are at risk of not having enough savings to maintain their living standards in retirement. And we need to be fixing this now. So this is why we started with Secure 1.0. Uh, the Ways and Means Committee did come together and work on this, Democrats and Republicans. And uh, believe me, it was a pleasure to have a bill markup where we saw such uh, kumbaya moments uh, where everybody agreed that something had to be done about this. So in 2019, you're right, the SECURE Act did pass. It was one of the most significant retirement bills to move through Congress in many, many years. And thanks to that act, 4 million more Americans are now able to save for retirement through their employers, and as many as 700,000 new retirement accounts will be formed. But we knew that there was still a big void that needed to be filled, and that's why we were very, very eager to pass Secure 2.0, which received just as much bipartisan Support. So it did pass out of the House just recently. It's going off to the Senate. But considering how strongly bipartisan it is, I just feel very strongly that that it will pass and that it will be signed into law by President Biden. First of all, the most significant thing is that uh, employers who who have offerings of retirement plans uh, will be required to automatically enroll their employees. Um, By changing retirement plans from an opt-in to an opt-out system, we can greatly increase participation. Now, as it turns out, employees do want to participate in a retirement plan, but they don't like really thinking about it. And if Mm -hmm. you can do the opt-out, the... um, obvious thing is that so many more people will participate. In fact, there was a study of Latino workers and with the opt-in program, only 19% of them participated. With the opt-out program, 75% of them 
participate. So there's I, a dramatic increase. Yeah, I, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but just to kind of emphasize what you say, one of my clients is a uh, company actually in Trenton, New Jersey. They have a, a large Latino workforce there. It's a large Hispanic community. Um, a lot of these people are first generation in the country. They're hard workers don't necessarily have the greatest of trust in government for you know whatever reason that might be so getting them to you know put money away into like you know and it, it was it was hard for them the secure act 1.0 gave incentives to employers to make it automatic enrollment and uh, like a tax credit for employers for for telling you know their employees to do that and i had this one client that really jumped all over that and you know and and implemented it and just to speak to the numbers it, it, we had an enormous impact on enrollment in oh. their business. Huge amount of people enrolled because, and very few opted out. That is so good to hear. Yeah. And it proves our point that this automatic enrollment would be embraced by many. If employees could have some experience with it over a couple of paychecks, they see that it's not onerous, that ultimately it will benefit them. And if they can be shown that this money will compound over time and, and it'll really contribute to their quality of life upon retirement. Um, so so this is a huge issue and something. Now, I do have to tell you, though, not every bi business will have to do this if they have under 10 employees or they've been in um, business for less than three years. Okay. Then it's not mandatory for them to do the automatic enrollment. So let me add something in here only as a as a, an accountant myself is that because remember our audience are business owners and most of them are owners of you know companies with employees the more your employees put money away the more you as a business owner can put money away without failing those discrimination tests at the end of the year so even if you have less than 10 employees or if you're a new startup business I don't think it should discourage you from setting up a 401k plan and really pushing your employees to join uh, it's good for them, but you know, again, as a business owner, there's there, there there's a self motivation reason to do it. Yeah, thank you for that. Mm. Well, there's there are so many provisions here, but another big one is in increasing the catch up contribution limits, so that workers uh, are making up for the lost time that they uh, had. Uh, I mean, you know, so many do not think about putting money in uh, before they're age fifty, but what this bill does is index for inflation after age 50. And then between the ages of 62 to 64, you could contribute as much as $10,000 um, more Amazing. for your savings, for your retirement savings. And um, here's a big one for the small businesses. That is, um, this gives a 100% reimbursement for small businesses who want to set up a retirement plan. We know that there is a burden towards setting up such a plan and that there are all kinds of costs. And there is a new aspect of this, which is that small employers can get up to $1,000 per employee as a tax credit if they do indeed start this. This is a three-year startup tax credit so that small businesses have an even greater incentive to start such a program. Yeah, and that's a continue on a continuation on on Secure Act 1.0. Uh, but I only think 50% of their startup costs were covered. Then yeah. now, you know, now it's a full hundred percent. So that is another big incentive. And I guess when we define small businesses, is it still less than a hundred employees? I know that was what it was in the first version. So it was. Uh, okay. but uh, now um 
the em employers of um, between 50 to 100 will get a more generous um, re tax credit for, for starting such a program. That's great. God, you know, it's really great to speak to a member of Congress who is so versed in the details of the bills that you're involved in. I mean, I'm really, you know, you're all this stuff is really good. And it's and I'm I'm glad that, you know, we've got this this information. Um, there's another aspect, there's a couple other things in Secure Act 2.0 that I thought was very interesting. It increased the age to 75 of where people could get that where they were required to take minimum distributions from their 401k. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, it increases the age uh, even further than it did in Secure 1.0, which was uh, increasing it up to age 72. Now it's up to age 75. And the good thing here is that it gives more flexibility to people so that they aren't taking these uh, distributions before they necessarily have to use it. Um, and so therefore they can save it more clearly for their retirement when they actually need it. Uh, every everybody's situation is different. So uh, age 75 may be much better for some people. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it, and also it, it keeps older workers in the workforce as well. It gives them a little bit more motivation to if they want to to continue working because uh, they don't feel like they have to start taking distributions and go into retirement because of that. So um, which is good because, you know, we, we lost a lot of workers during COVID. A lot of them were older workers who decided just to retire. A lot of them now are starting to realize wanting to come back and they certainly wouldn't be penalized because of this. So that's also really good. Another one, um, the bill establishes, and I thought this was interesting, a retirement savings lost and found, right? Yes. Where you can <laughs> go and find. And, you, you know, it, we had that situation. My, my wife is a school teacher, you know, years ago. And she was part of a, you know, and we were asking, like, you know, you probably had a little bit of money put away in a pension. Like, where, what happened back then? And we're scrambling around to try and figure it out. And I think this, this, you know, are you familiar with this, you know, to, to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what this database would hopefully well, do. This is actually one of my favorite ones <laughs> because there are, first of all, there are employees that don't know if they do have savings somewhere, but they also don't know where to look. So this would provide for um, a, a database through which they can scroll. But actually, this is very beneficial to small businesses as well because they can utilize it. Maybe they have some distributions that must go to some employee, but that employee has gone. Maybe that employee has changed your name. Maybe their employee's address is not current and, and, and has changed multiple times. Uh, this would be something that could definitely benefit both employer and employee. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and let's also not forget, a lot of small business owners are, you know, the reason why we're doing all this besides the passion for our business and all that, we're trying to put money away for retirement and pay for our kids' education. And if there's money out there that, you know, we had coming due to us from a prior life, we would like to be able to find that and know that that helps us uh, personally a lot. So that's good. Um, in the few minutes that we have left, just a couple more questions. There's, we were talking about 401k plans, we were, you know, and, and, you know, savings for there. The Secure Act 2.0 does have provisions for, you know, after-tax plans as well, like a Roth IRA, uh, for example. One of them was to, you know, you know to, to help victims of domestic abuse as well. They, they could take added 
and, and for other hardships. And I was hoping you could maybe speak a little bit to that as well. Yes. Uh, this is another huge benefit of Secure 2.0 uh, that domestic violence survivors who need those funds can actually take it out uh, without penalty. And also, um, for those who have hardships, uh, even beyond the, uh, domestic uh, abuse survivors, um, they could self-certify as to their hardship and be able to take out those funds during that time period. Got it. Okay. Um, a couple more questions. I'll, uh, by all means, I'll let you go. I know that you're busy. Um, the first question is, uh, am I leaving anything out? Is there anything in particular that you wanted to make sure that we emphasize while we have the chance that we're talking together? I, I do think there are a couple of important things okay. uh, that uh, are beneficial. For one thing, there's a military spouse provision. Hmm. And so small businesses can get an even greater tax credit for their retirement plans uh, if they have a military spouse. And the thinking here and, and uh, the known belief is that military spouses often do not remain employed long enough to become eligible for their employer's retirement plan or for their benefits to vest. So hmm. if a small business offers immediate vesting and eligibility, then they are um, they may be eligible for a tax credit of up to $500 per military spouse employee. So that's a Excellent. good one. That is a great yeah. one. Yeah. And then there's also the student provision. There are some employees that just are paying off their student loans and they just don't have enough money to go around to contribute to some retirement plan. So this innovation is that um, if an employee is contributing to payments for a student loan, then the employer can count that as a contribution to the uh, retirement plan and then can match it. That is great stuff. Uh, look, there's a lot of this bill. So obviously, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, you got to keep close track of this and talk to your benefits advisor, your financial advisor to really know uh, the details in that. Congresswoman Chu, you know, just very quickly, um, out of all the different bills that you have the opportunity to work with or sponsor, you know, just personally, I, I'm curious what, why you chose this one. Like, is, is retirement savings like something near and dear to your heart? Or is there anything in particular why this was so important to you? Well, I have to tell you about my special part of this bill. Let's hear it. Which is for the very low income people and the savers credit. That mm -hmm. is actually my bill. Um, I have... I just have great empathy for people who are just barely making ends meet, don't have enough money to even put food on the table or even pay the rent. And so thinking of how difficult it would be for them to put any money towards retirement just really touches my heart. And so that's why I took a great interest in the savers credit. And the savers credit is actually a good deal if, if more people knew about it, which is that if you're a low-income person then uh, and, and you contribute something to your retirement, then you could have a non-refundable tax credit. That is, if you owe, say, $1,000, you could actually have 50% of that waived. Hmm. So your actual tax bill would be cut by that amount of money. money. So um, it's... it's um, it used to be a very difficult one to really deal with because the credit would be valued at 
either 10%, 20%, or 50% of a taxpayer's retirement contribution, depending on, on your income level. Right. But now in this bill, we make it a straight 50%. That's great. So yeah, you contribute $2,000, but actually you get $1,000 of actual tax credit back in terms of the taxes that you owe. Got it. It's great stuff. You know, I realize you're not in the Senate, so you're limited in your predictions. But and you mentioned very earlier about the bipartisan support, and you do expect this to go. Do you do you think the Secure Act will become law? Just your this is your personal opinion. You know, in 2022, it seems like a kind of a slam dunk in an election year. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think? I, I think that everybody wants a win. And uh, we have been stuck so much uh, at the Senate level on these other pieces of legislation. But this is one where both Democrats and Republicans can agree there is a win and it will benefit Americans uh, across this nation. Uh, it will especially benefit uh, low income Americans, but it will help all Americans be able to save for their retirement uh, and to be able to have greater flexibility as to how they give and um, and also when they take out those those funds. So I actually very much predict that this will pass and be signed into law. Congresswoman Judy Chu, a Democrat from California, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.